Hello. So before I begin this podcast, I'd like to re-emphasize the fact that Physio Mentalist is here to help you as a physiotherapist student and as a young physiotherapist. Feel free to reach out to us. Hello guys. So today I'll try to answer one of the most frequent questions I get to be asked by students. And that is flaccidity and spasticity in upper motor neural lesion. Why does flaccidity comes before spasticity? And what causes both in the first place? So in this section, I'll try to provide an answer to that. And I hope you um, get to learn one thing or the other from it. To start with, uh, you should understand that the muscle tone is completely due to one thing, the biomechanical factor. Combination of the biological factor which in this sense would be the nervous system and the mechanical factor, which would be the musculoskeletal system or the muscular system. Where the, the nervous system controls about 70%, the 30% belongs to the mechanical factor. So both of them work um, adding, um, hand in hand to determine what the muscle tone would be. Now let's speak stroke as an example of an upper motor neural lesion. So what happens immediately after the injury? So after the cerebral injury, the affected hemisphere is in a total mess because of what? The unfavorable environment, the formation of glare um, scarification. Um, what else? The necrosis of the affected area. Uh, so both the affected area, the perilesional areas, and just the total hemisphere is, is in shambles. So that affects the descending tract, the descending tract, and it reduces how much signal they send to the spinal cord. So this occurs um, at the acute stage immediately after um, stroke since we are using it as an example so the reduction in this excitation affects the tone how at the start i said that the muscle tone um, is completely due to the biomechanical factor and i said the bio means the nervous system so this nervous system basically is the spinal cord the spinal motor neural lesion and it's a reflex activity so that is what determines muscle tone so how does the reduction in stimulation from the brain signals from the descending tracts, how does that affect the reflex activity? This is how. So immediately after injury, yeah, there is a reduction in the excitability of spinal motor neuron. The excitation of the spinal motor neuron is reduced because they, of course, are not getting as much signals as they used to. And that reduces reflex activity and subsequently the tone of the muscle 
if muscle de um, depends on reflex activity from muscle spindles and all of that and um of course the spinal motor neuron lesion which is at which at this point isn't getting excited as it used to so that shut down tone generally and we have flaccidity so as the necrosis in the brain is over um, cerebrospinal fluid is filling up the space of the damaged cell, the prelegional area, forming new synaptic connections, growths all around the hemisphere. There is an increase, sporadic increase in excitability of this um, motor neuron, the spinal motor neuron, and subsequently, that's why we have hyperreflexia and hypertonicity. However, though, this, this hypertonicity and hyperreflexia can be made worse by the extra 30% that I made mention at first, the biomechanical, the mechanical part. So that is the muscle, most importantly, the muscle length. So if a patient is on bed rest, for example, and spasticity, hyperreflexia, hypertonicity are setting already, due to the nervous upper motor neuron lesion and now the patient with upper motor neuron lesion is on bed rest muscle length reduces sarcomere absorption um, decay of muscle protein um, reduction in muscle capillary density and all of that reduces the length of the muscle collagen and other connective tissue framework other protein in the connective tissue framework of the muscle are decaying as well and losing their uh, uh, sizes so all of that leads to the reduction in length of the muscle and that increases the muscles resistance to passive displacement and what the, what that um, does is it increases the resting discharge of the muscle spindles yeah it increases the resting discharge of muscle spin. Basically, it increases its sensitivity to stretch. So, what this this mechanical that's the mechanical factor. Don't forget the biological factor is working already. You have excitability already at the spinal motor neuron level, and now the muscle spindle is also overreacting, oversensitive because of the reduced length of the muscle due to bed rest. So all of these work together to uh, what we see in the patients when you passively move the limb and it's spastic. So the spasticity we are seeing at that point isn't completely uh, the nervous system, neither is it the mechanical system, it's both working together. So we'll see um, when we passively move the limb, we see spasticity. At rest, you see spastic dystonia, co-contraction, and things like that. So, yeah. The same explanation goes um, for spinal cord lesion. Same explanation. There's a reduction in excitability of spinal motor neuron immediately after injury. So, and that reduces reflex activity, the same explanation. But what happens for peripheral nervous system? 
the spinal motor neuron lesion um, the spinal motor neuron excitation is working fine the muscle spindle is working fine but the connection between the two isn't so what that does is it completely reduces the reflex activity too and that leads to hypotonicity not because the spinal motor neuron isn't working or the muscle spindle isn't working but because the connection is gone so that causes a reduction in reflex activity but as after valerian degeneration and all of that and we have axonal um, um growths and we have reconnection between the damaged um, nerve what do we have the reflex activity um, resumes and boom At this, you'd see just normal reflex, normal reflex here, no hyperreflexia, like upper motor neuron lesion. I hope that makes sense. Hey, I'm sure you've learned one thing or the other. Don't go yet though. Check the list of our recorded podcast and find one more to listen to. My name is Abbas Ademala. Hey, I'm sure you've learned one thing or the other. Don't go yet though. Check the list of our recorded podcast and find one more to listen to. My name is Abbas Ademala. Thank you.